Today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. It should be a get-to. I, I can't believe I get to do this. Are you kidding me? Do you realize what he's done for me? He doesn't need to do another thing for me. He's already saved me. He's already filled me with His Holy Spirit, sealing me for the day of my redemption. I'm saved for all eternity. He doesn't have to do another thing for me. This is In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Ephesians. When we truly understand the depth of what God has done for us, we'll want to follow and please Him, not out of obligation, but because of love. Pastor J.D. explains today that when we live our lives in response to what God has already accomplished for us and all that He's given to us, this will lead to victorious Christian living. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. Now, here's Pastor J.D. in the book of Ephesians chapter 4 with part 1 of his message, Living a Real Christian Life. The book of Ephesians, and today we're going to begin in chapter 4, verse 1, and we're going to make it all the way through verse 1. So... The Apostle Paul is writing, and by the Holy Spirit says, verse 1, As a prisoner for the Lord, then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. I want to talk to you about what it means to live a real Christian life. I actually was going to title today's teaching uh, Really Living a Real Christian Life. And I sort of changed it thinking, well, that's kind of redundant. But then when I started thinking about it, it's actually not really redundant because Living the real Christian life is really living. Let me try that again. (laughs) You know, it's interesting because sometimes when I say things and prepare to say things, they don't come off the way that I want them to come off. So I'm going to try this again and say the same thing a different way. You haven't really lived until you've lived the real Christian life. There, that, that was, thank you, Lord. <laughs> Listen, I, I always ask the Lord for help, and He always helps me because I think He feels sorry for me and says, this pastor needs a lot of help, so we better help him. Thank you, Lord, for the help. Beginning here in verse 1 of chapter 4 and on through the rest of this letter, The Apostle Paul speaks to how it is that we can really live our lives in unity, purity, harmony, and especially victory. Now, I have to say that 
I wish that I had known about this earlier in my Christian life, because this truth has changed my Christian life in a way that it was never the same again. And what I'm talking about and want to talk to you about is that living our lives as Christians is in response to all that God has done in our lives. Again, let me say that in a different way. My Christian life is victorious when I live my life in response to what God has done in my life. This is what changes our lives. And this is why it is that when I realize how much God has done for me in His infinite love for me, that it causes me to want to respond, want to respond. I desire to respond by living a life that's pleasing in His sight. And this is what's unique about the book of Ephesians. You can actually divide this book into two parts. There are six chapters. The first part is chapters 1 through 3, and the second part is chapters 4 through 6. Very unique about the book of Ephesians. In chapters 1 through 3, Paul writes about all that God has done, how grand and glorious with magnificent detail He writes about all that God has done for us. That's chapters 1 through 3. Now, in chapters 4 through 6, he explains how we as Christians can respond to all that God has done. Some of your translations render verse 1, therefore. And the interesting word about therefore is, because therefore is therefore a reason. You'll forgive the play on words, but that's what it's there for. In other words, therefore, in light of all that God has done, this is how we respond to Him because of what He's done. Here's what's in store for us in the rest of this book. In chapter 4, verses 1 through 16, Paul explains how our lives can be lived in unity. And it's interesting that he starts off with that. In chapter 4, verse 17 through chapter 5, verse 18, he explains how, in response, our lives can be lived in purity. In chapter 5, verse 19, through chapter 6, verse 9, he explains how we can live our lives in harmony. And then in chapter 6, verse 10, on through to the end of the book, verse 24, he explains how our Christian lives can be lived in victory, specifically as it relates to spiritual warfare. And that's what we're going to get to Uh, in chapter 6 in that well-known passage concerning 
the armor of God. Can't wait. If you were to ask me what I thought was one of the main reasons that we as Christians live joyless and defeated lives, this would have to be it. And I'll explain what I mean by that and why I say that. The problem is that we try in our own strength to do that which only God can do in us vis-a-vis that which He's already done for us. Again, let me explain. Stay with me. When I realize all that God has first done for me, then my response will be that I'll want to obey Him out of my love for Him. Listen to what the Apostle John wrote in his first epistle, chapter 4, verse 19. He says, We love Him because He first loved us. Listen to what Jesus said in John's Gospel, chapter 14, verse 15. If you love me, you will obey what I command. Now, we have a problem with this verse. Sadly, we as Christians get it backwards. We try to obey God in order to get Him to love us. That's not how it works. The reason it doesn't work is because that's a relationship based on works and not grace. And that's why works doesn't works. I know that's not proper English, but again, I I think you get the point. Because see, now under works, I have to work to earn God's love to be worthy of it. This is why, actually this is why I only wanted to take one verse today, because in verse 1, Paul urges us to live a life worthy of the calling we have received. Please listen. This is so important, and it's going to be germane to our understanding. Key word, received. Why is that important that we understand that? Because we're not worthy to receive, worthy because we already received. In other words, Paul's saying we can live a life in response to what God has done for us that is worthy, proportionate, of equal value to that which we've already received. That's what he's saying. He's, in a sense, saying this is possible. This is real. You can really live this life for real. (laughs) Can I say it that way? I just did. This is for real. This is real. You've received this now in response to this. You can really live this kind of life. I think you would agree with me when I say this, but innate within every one of us is this propensity to live our Christian lives 
under the banner of I have to instead of I want to. As one so aptly said it, the Christian life is a get to, not a got to. Let me see if I can illustrate it this way. What kind of a relationship is it if you say to your wife or wife, you say to your husband, I got to spend some time with you. No, right? (laughs) What's really? Wow. Don't bother. How about your, your children? How would you feel if your child came to you and said, I have to be with you. You're my parent. Wow. <laughs> you know, I, I, ha- I have to have dinner, you know, together with you as my uh, family. You know, I, I have to. You don't want to? Let me do this. This is going to step on some toes, but you know what? <laughs> so be it. Let's talk about prayer. I got to pray. You got to pray? Or you get to pray? What do you mean? No, no, think about this. Think about what prayer is. We get to have unfettered access at any time to the Creator of the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that in them is. I get to talk to the Creator of the heavens and the earth and the I get to do that? Yeah. I got to spend more time in the work. You don't want to? No, I have to. I, I have to read my Bible more. Wow. I imagine God in heaven saying, you know what? Don't bother. I don't want it to be like that. <laughs> this, as one has said, is 66 books of love letters to us from our loving Heavenly Father who so loved us that He sent His only begotten Son to die for us, that whosoever would believe in Him would not perish but have everlasting life. And we don't want to read it? Let me, uh, while I'm at it, I might as well... I. <laughs> step on the rest of the toes, but let's talk about church. Man, I got I to gotta get back in church. You don't want to? Or how about when the pastor, I'm not talking about me because I never do this, but when the pastor goes on and on and on and on, right? Yeah? Without end. And you're looking at your watch and you go, man, I want to ask this in love, and I, and I don't mean to, how do I say this without being misunderstood? I, I'm just going to say it. Psalm 1611 says, in your presence, Lord, is fullness of joy. 
And what do we know to be true about the assembling of ourselves together as believers? Isn't he present here? And if in his presence is fullness of joy, why are we in such a hurry to leave? Again, I'm already in trouble probably, so I might as well just go all the way here. You know, we'll sit in a movie theater for what, two hours? No problem. How about that game that we watch and it goes into overtime. But boy, the pastor, again, I'm not talking about me, I never do this, but when the pastor goes overtime, what do you think we're going to be doing in heaven? Don't you want to be in His presence? Don't you want to be in the Word? Don't you want to... Pray and commune and communicate with Him. It should be a get-to. I I can't believe I get to do this. Are you kidding me? Do you realize what He's done for me? He doesn't need to do another thing for me. He's already saved me. He's already filled me with His Holy Spirit, sealing me for the day of my redemption. I'm saved for all eternity. He doesn't have to do another thing for me. And I will serve Him all the days of my life, because I want to, and I get to, not because I have to, or I've got to. What kind of a life is that? That's not living. You know how we say in the secular sense. Now that's living. (laughs) Well, in the context of what's before us today, no, (laughs) that's living. That's living. In His presence is fullness of joy. Now, let me me try to bring it down into the nitty-gritty of life, because that's what the Apostle Paul's going to do in the rest of this letter to the church in Ephesus. In other words, what does this really look like in my life on a daily basis? Paul's going to really show us this in the last three chapters of Ephesians, and it's going to be very specific, if I can say it this way, very down and dirty. (laughs) This is what I love about God's Word. It's very honest. It's very honest which to me is one of the reasons why you know it's the Word of God, because if it was the Word of man, I don't think that it would be so honest. I think there'd be a lot of cover-ups. There wouldn't be so many details. I think about David, who we're going to talk about here in a moment. I mean, how honest is... (laughs) the Word of God concerning this man after God's own heart. I mean, it's almost too honest in the sense that that's like too much information. I don't want to know that about my hero. (laughs) What he did, how cunning he was and scheming he was. But God's Word's very honest, and the Apostle Paul's going to get very honest and very real 
if I can say it like that. And he's going to talk about what a real Christian marriage will look like as a husband and as a wife. And what real Christian parenting will look like. What real Christian family dynamics will look like. And even what a real Christian employee or employer will look like. And not because we have to, rather it's because we want to in response to all that God has done for us. To me, one of the best examples is King David, the sweet psalmist of Israel. But David, (laughs) the sweet psalmist of Israel, penned many of those psalms that we treasure today. And if there was ever a man who obeyed God and lived a life of purity and victory in response to what God did for him, it would have to be David. Why? Oh, you know what happened. He was on the receiving end of God's grace and mercy after committing adultery with Bathsheba and then trying to cover it up by having her husband, Uriah the Hittite, murdered. And he almost pulled it off, but God would not let him get away with it. And by the way, Adultery and murder under the law at that time was punishable by death. David deserved to die, and he knew it. He knew it. But God, God showed him grace. God forgave him. And it changed him for the rest of his life. You know what is striking to me? Is that after he was on the receiving end of God's grace and mercy, after committing adultery and murder, it changed his life for the rest of his life. He was never the same again. In response to what God did for him. Community is so important to a growing relationship with Jesus. We weren't meant to walk this Christian life alone. God has blessed us with spiritual brothers and sisters, all imperfect people serving a perfect creator. We will find ourselves in times of trial as we deepen our faith and follow Jesus. So we need to have a community of believers to lean on. Your church family can be a source of support, a cheering squad, and most importantly, a group of faithful prayer warriors. In turn, you provide the same for them. Have you found a group of Jesus followers that you can invest in? If you're in the Kaneohe area and don't have a church, we would be more than happy to welcome you into our family. Come join Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D., 
You can find out more at our website, InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. Before our time is through with you today, we want to tell you how you can listen to more editions of In Spirit and Truth. Did you know you can take In Spirit and Truth on the go by downloading our mobile app? In our fast-paced world, it's easy to let the time we'd spend in the Bible slip into the back of the line of things to get done in a day. When you download our mobile app, however, you'll have verse-by-verse studies in the Bible available right at your fingertips to listen to whenever and wherever you go. You'll find a link to the app at InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. Join us next time as we continue in the book of Ephesians on In Spirit and Truth. Holy me true